You are now listening to the Unstucked Podcast, where we teach you actionable steps to get unstuck in your life, career, finances, and business. Here is your host, Khalil Dumas. What's going on, Unstucked fam? If you're loving the podcast, be sure to visit unstuck.com for more resources, ways to work one-on-one with me and my company, Unstucked, as well as our free Unstucked guide to help you get unstuck in your career, life, finances, and business. Some exciting news, we have launched our budgeting course where I will sit down with you and walk you through our custom budget. The link will be below. More exciting news, we have gotten a feature spot in Medium. The name of the article is Here Are Three Signs It Is Time to Fire Your Boss. You can find the link below. I hope you read it. I hope you enjoy it. And most importantly, I hope you learn something from it. I'm so happy you're here for the ride. And now on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Unstuck Podcast. I'm your host, Khalil Dumas. Today, I'm joined by Tara Miller. Tara is a student loan consultant and the creator behind the page Debt Free Millennial. Tara has seven years of experience in the financial industry and created her page to help spread financial literacy and educate others on their student loan journey. You know, Tara, I actually came across your content from Corporate Chase, and what stood out to me was how transparent you were. You have to be ultra vulnerable to not only share any type of story on social media, let alone your own financial situation. So I'm super excited to talk to you about some of your methodology and just to learn a little bit about you. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course, of course. So let's jump right into it. Kind of tell us your story. Like, how did you and and why did you create the Debt Free Millennial? Like, what was that moment like when you were like, you know what, I want to share my story and help people? Yeah, so I've worked in the financial industry my entire adult career. And, you know, I've always enjoyed kind of just sharing financial literacy and helping people understand their finances, especially student loans. That's kind of the main topic that I focus on. So, you know, I always shared stuff every once in a while on my personal page and don't really get a lot of engagement from my like personal followers. So at the end of last year, I kind of just decided, you know what, I'm just going to start a separate page, just kind of focus on this. And I had no idea how to do anything like create content or like, I was like, I'm not creative at all. I don't know how to do this. So I just kind of taught myself, you know, how to use the different tools to create content on Instagram. That's kind of where I started was basically on Instagram and, you know, taught myself how to use Canva and just use kind of other people's pages for inspiration. But you know, the main reason I created it was, again, to just share topics about finance and help people learn a little bit more about their finances and just educate people on, you know, student loans. So on top of, you know, sharing my own journey as well. That's fabulous. And, you know, that's a hot topic right now, kind of given the Biden administration. I saw your latest post on that. How do you feel about that? Did you feel relieved? Do you have more questions? Like, how does that make you feel? I mean, assuming you fall into that category that you kind of give that forgiven, like, was that something that excites you or are you just kind of unsure right now? I know there's a lot of listeners kind of wanting to learn more about that. Yeah. I mean, I was definitely excited to hear it because, you know, he's been talking about it for a while now and I personally did not think it was ever going to happen. So, you know, I, I just felt like it was a distant thing that just would never happen. So I was excited to hear it. I know people have you know mixed feelings about it, but I think it'll help a lot of people. I definitely have a lot of questions about it still because there's kind of very baseline knowledge that has been released about it so far. But in the end, I think it will help a lot of people. 
Absolutely. You know, there's actually a couple podcasts ago, we talked about something called kind of financial trauma. You know, we talk a lot about the tactics of financial literacy and, and debt payoff, but no one actually talks a lot about the trauma piece of things. And so this legislation, in my eyes, really starts to address some of that underlying trauma that especially, you know, the $1.7 trillion and student loan debt that's outstanding in America kind of holds, you know. And so when you talk about especially with millennials, you know, we're that target that's hit, you know, the hardest right now with your own experience. You know, I'm someone that I was fortunate, you know, I was able to have scholarships, but, you know, I actually ended up quitting the sport that paid for my scholarship. So I actually walked away with about a two semesters worth of debt. So this actually will help kind of alleviate uh, that last piece that I had paying off. And also apparently I get a refund for the payments that I've been making, but how has student loans like affected your life? I can tell you how much it's affected my life and the decisions I make, but I kind of want to hear from you. Yeah, I mean, student loans have affected my life significantly. I think a lot about how different my life would be if I didn't graduate with so much student loan debt. And like you said earlier, I'm very transparent about you know how much debt I have. And I graduated with $81,000 in student loan debt. You know, when I graduated, my payments were around $900 a month. And I was not making a lot of money at my first job out of college. No, who who does? Unless you're like coding or doing something crazy. Yeah, like an engineer. I, I just, so it was very tough. And I definitely was living paycheck to paycheck for a long time until I started making a little bit more money and got a different job. But even now, it still takes up a big portion of my monthly budget. You know, I, I still have a decent chunk. I'm a little bit under half of it paid off, and I'm probably six years postgraduate now. So, yeah, it's affected my life in a lot of ways and probably has hindered me from doing a lot of things that maybe I could have done without that $900 a month, you know, payment. So, and you're not alone. I mean, it's crazy just to say you're actually under the average, which is absolutely insane. And I remember when I took out loans and I had friends, like it doesn't really hit you, like you said, until those bills start coming, until right as you get out of college and you realize like there's so many more bills than just your student loans. You know, I used to always kind of joke and with my friends, like, man, like that could be a nice car or that could be a down payment for a house, like all these different items. So like to any of those people that are kind of getting started and really trying to like rationalize like student loan debt, do you advise people go really intensive and pay as much as they can? Do you want people to understand their own situation and what they're comfortable with? Like, how do you look at your own student loans and, and what is your goals and what are some of the things you do to, you know, eventually pay those off? Yeah. I mean, like you said, it kind of depends on what people are comfortable with and, you know, how much anxiety that debt gives them. Because there are some people that are just like, I do not like debt at all. I hate having it. I want to get rid of it. And they just want to pay it off as fast as they can. It doesn't matter how much it requires a month. They just want to get rid of it. And that's fine. You know, it's whatever what you know works for you and whatever you're comfortable with. And if you're comfortable with the payment that you're making, it doesn't really keep you up at night, then that's okay too. But you know, for me, I am trying to pay them off as soon as I can because it's a lot of money, you know, per month that I have to throw at those loans on top of, like you said, other bills, like a car payment. I just got a new car today. So now I have a car payment again, even though I just paid off my other car a couple months ago. But car payments, mortgage or rent, you know, there's so many different bills and it can really add up. And just having that student loan payment is 
a huge burden for a lot of people. So I encourage people to kind of look at their budget. And a lot of people are scared of looking at a budget. I personally am, am not the greatest at budgeting. I know, you know, what my fixed expenses are, what I absolutely have to pay, but I couldn't tell you what I spend on anything else. So I'm not the best person to tell you exactly how to budget. But I think just having a general sense of what are my monthly expenses and what am I comfortable with? Because I'll tell you, living paycheck to paycheck is not the best thing. It can cause a lot of anxiety for people. So, I mean, just taking a look at your budget and figuring out what you can pay and just looking at your options for your student loans, whether that's refinancing or some type of forgiveness um, and just figuring out what works best for your situation. Absolutely. You mentioned something key and something that I talk about a lot, which is budgeting. I'm in the same boat as you. Like when I first started budgeting, I remember putting it off for many weeks. Like this was something that I actually reviewed with Tori Dunlap of her first started case. She was kind of really the first person to be like, hey, you should just start with a budget. Now that I look back, you know, I always say a couple of things, which is one, you know, a budget's not meant to limit you. It's meant to give you the understanding of your flow of money, kind of to what you alluded to. You're like, I'm not the greatest at budgeting, but I at least know what my baseline is. And I actually created a product, it's about $25 and it's a budgeting template and it comes with a budgeting video because I remember when I sat down to do my budget, it was very lonely and I didn't know if I was doing it right. I didn't know, right, like what to take into account. Like I bought a home, like when you talk about debt, like you start to look at like if you're a homeowner, many homeowners, right? We kind of tend to look away from like the outstanding mortgage payment. We just look at how much this owed that month. And so I created this template basically to be able to walk you through how to set up a budget and kind of the methodology behind it. Now, to your point, like it really depends on the individual. I always tell people do one or two budgeting sessions. Just give it a try. Don't think it's something that you have to do every single month. Like what got you to sit down and budget and what did a budget really do for you? Like after you were done, did you feel better? Did you feel like, man, this was a waste of time? Like how did it make you feel? Yeah, I mean, for me, I and another reason why I created the page is to kind of keep myself accountable. And so like that's why I enjoy sharing, you know, my transparent numbers about like kind of where I'm at in my journey. And creating the budget was really helpful for me because I also like on the same, I just use like a Google sheet on my computer. It's nothing fancy at all. It's just like something I threw together. And it's really helpful for me to kind of like see my progress because I also keep an update of like what my student loan balances are and I try to update them as much as I can. So just being able to see like what my total outstanding balance is because it gets kind of hard to keep track of everything when you might have like 10, 20 different student loans. So for me, it was a way of like keeping myself accountable and just kind of being aware of my finances. Accountability is a scary word, right? I think that's what's more daunting is people struggle with consistency. And I always tell people, especially my clients, like consistency doesn't mean you have to do it every day. I definitely took it to the extreme when I first started and realized like I do this, have to do this maybe monthly or every two months. I've been doing it a lot, you know, often I'm 28. So I'm in that mode of everyone's getting married. Everyone's having babies. There are a ton of expenses. And so to your point, this really kind of helps me keep track of everything and keep everything aligned. When you talk about accountability, like other than kind of sharing your story on social media, like one, what are some things that you do to hold yourself accountable? And two, just want to kind of share, like, are there some nuances within that that people don't talk a lot about? Yeah. I mean, for me, the way I hold myself accountable is just doing that budgeting. And that's why I like sharing on the social media page because then like, I also kind of get that encouragement from other people like, oh, great job, you know, stuff like that. That really, it, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel encouraged to keep doing it and keep, you know, moving forward. So yeah, I think that's why I do that. 
Yeah, it's so true. And that's something that I definitely missed and do more so now. My wife's really good at this too, is like having some sort of a reward at the end of paying something off or hitting a savings milestone is super important. It's not fun. No one likes paying off debt. No one likes having to look at a budget, but all these things are important. As you've kind of shared your story, and obviously I, I assume you've probably heard from other folks, you know, in terms of some of the things they're struggling with, or even just gotten general feedback as we post across all of these crazy social media platforms. What are some of like the misconceptions that you've heard about in the kind of debt payoff community? Are there misconceptions that people have or are there certain things that you think are helpful or not helpful? I'm just curious to kind of hear what you've learned um, in your experience so far. Yeah, absolutely. So as far as misconceptions, I would say a lot of people have this misconception that like all debt is bad and that they shouldn't have any debt. And I just don't believe that because there is good debt and bad debt. You know, there's kind of pros and cons to student loan debt. Obviously, there are a lot of things within the student loan system that can be improved, but there's that pro of you get this education that could possibly get you a better, higher paying job. And, you know, for me, I don't regret my education at all. I feel like it definitely helped me get to where I am today and, you know, helped me have the knowledge I needed to get into the industry I'm in. So there can definitely be pros and cons to, you know, student loan debt. And as far as other good debt, you know, a mortgage is what I would consider a good debt. You acquire an asset, you live in a home, it's a roof over your head and something that you can build equity in. And, you know, I just don't think that all debt is bad debt and some of it is necessary to kind of get through life. So that's definitely a a misconception I have. As far as kind of things that are maybe, you know, in this industry, you know, the personal finance community, especially online, there can be a lot of things that are maybe discouraging to people. I'm sure you're familiar with like Dave Ramsey Yes. And a lot of people talk about him. Oh, Dave. You know, <laughs> we love Dave. <laughs> so, you know, I just personally, like, there's some great things, obviously, that he has to say, but there's a lot of, you know, negative, maybe shameful things that come out of that side of things as far as, like, you know, I'll just never forget the things that I've seen about him saying, you know, you should never be in a restaurant unless you work there or something like that. And (laughs) it's just, it's a lot of shameful tactics and kind of makes people feel bad for doing things that are part of the daily life, like going out to eat or something like that. Or, you know, you should never buy a car unless you don't have student loan debt or something like that. That stuff I just don't think is very helpful to people and it doesn't encourage people at all. So I like to kind of, encourage people that it's okay to have student loan debt. It's okay to have credit card debt, but having a plan to pay off that debt is what's most important. Yeah. There's that TikTok kind of stitch going around right now, right? It's like things that are looked down upon, you know, based on whether you're rich or poor, right? And that's one of those things that if you're rich, it's something that doesn't really matter. There's not a lot of stigma around it, but if you're poor, right, all of a sudden that Dave Ramsey voice terms on. And, you know, something that I like to teach a lot is just balance. And I think this goes with really anything, right? Whether it's your finances, your career, your life, your business, everyone wants to be on this consistent upward trajectory where they're hitting milestones, they're hitting goals, they're paying off debt, they're building businesses, they're working on themselves. But the truth of the matter is, if you're a normal human, right, we're not robots, you're not always going to be going in an upward trajectory. So again, back to that consistency thing, as long as you've committed to that process. And when it comes to debt payoff specifically, or 
building emergency funds, it's all about setting up automated systems, right? It's all about taking a look at a snapshot of your finances, setting up those different buckets. I'll tell you, years ago, when I first started investing, when I first started paying off debt, I started off with really, really small increments. And now today, those increments, it's hilarious. And it's honestly really empowering to see how powerful just one little intention can grow over the years. And so that was something that was super important that you mentioned, right? I think the Dave Ramsey's of the world, even the personal finance community like to talk a lot about doing this all the time. Like it almost seems like it's their life. It almost seems like it's all they talk about is like paying off debt and saving money. And there's so much more to it. Like, have you felt the same things? Like is what I'm saying resonating? Like, I'm I'm just curious to hear your take. Yeah, I absolutely can resonate with that. I mean, I've had a lot of things happen in my life this year that have kind of put my debt payoff journey on quite a bit of a pause. Um, you know, I had all these goals about where I want to be at the end of the year and life just happens and you can't control some of it. And a lot of it has caused me to kind of scale back my debt payoff journey. And like you said, we're all human. Things happen and you're not always, you know, on that upward trajectory. And that's okay. You know, you'll get there as long as you said, like you're committed to it. That's all that matters. Absolutely. And especially with the great resignation going on, whether that's voluntary or not voluntary, you know, even in my own personal life, I'm kind of going through that as well. And I've heard that you've gone through it too. And to that point, you know, again, it's really starting to get back down to earth on what's important, your health, your family, and those items that are really important, right? Debt payoff, savings, money, right? It can buy happiness. It does help you in your life, but it isn't everything. And so thank you for sharing that because it's super important. And when you think back to like the time before when you were looking for that new world, when there was some of that uncertainty, can you talk about that? Because I know how hard that is. I know that like it honestly is paralyzing is the word I would use when you're out of work, you're looking for a new job, you have all these bills that are still coming in. Like, what was that like? And what did you learn positive or even negative? Like, what did you learn in that time? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, it was kind of interesting because I was part of the great resignation and I left a job that I was at for four and a half years to get a new job that was, you know, fully remote, something that paid me a little bit more. And I was super excited about this job. And then 10 months later, I got laid off pretty unexpectedly. So I kind of went into this day thinking that, you know, it's just a regular day. And then all of a sudden the rug is pulled out from underneath of you. And that's honestly how I felt. I was just like having kind of an identity crisis in a way. I was like, what? I thought this was my job. I thought this was like the job that I wanted. And like, I was so happy with it. And like I said, some things are outside of your control. And I definitely was struggling with it for a bit and kind of figuring out like, what do I want to do next? But as sad and upset as I was about it, I had to kind of start thinking about the positives that would come out of this situation in order to kind of get myself out of that mindset of like, oh, poor me, like this sucks. You know, what am I going to do next? I had to kind of start thinking of the positives. And, you know, ultimately it brought me to finding the job that I've always wanted and dreamed for. So keeping that positive mindset was really helpful for me. But I also made sure to kind of take time for myself because there's not a lot of time in your life where you just like don't have to work for weeks on end. Facts. You know, so (laughs) I was like, I got to take advantage of this. You know, like I 
was out of town a lot and just like tried to take some vacations and like spend time with friends and family that I usually wouldn't have time for. So I tried to take advantage of it as much as I could, but also making sure not to burn myself out by looking at jobs all day long because I can only look at LinkedIn job boards for so long in a day. So just goes back to what you said earlier about, you know, balance and just not beating yourself up because it really is nothing personal and nothing against you when you get laid off. Yeah, it's so true. It's actually one of the more prominent questions I get, hence, you know, unstuck, you know, people feeling stuck a lot of the time. A lot of it is tied to, you know, their job and getting laid off. And I get a lot of those questions, which is why this conversation kind of piqued my interest. And you said something that made me laugh, but also like hit me to my core, which was this identity crisis. And You know, it's something that I've actually talked at length about with friends who've gotten laid off, you know, family members who've gotten laid off and had that moment. What did you learn in that identity crisis personally as I've gone through that before? It's kind of scary to think about how much time you spend working and how much that really fulfills you or at least what it came down to is like it was distracting me from kind of dealing with some of these things that cause an identity crisis. Like, what was that like? Like, I, if you wouldn't mind sharing, I know that's like a super vulnerable thing, but I know that's something a lot of people experience. Even when like you're in a job and it's just going south and you start to feel really negative and you start to realize how much it, you know, weighs on you. Like, what was a part of that identity crisis? I'm sure you haven't had all the answers figured out. I don't expect you to, but like, what was that like? Yeah, I mean... I kind of had this experience twice in the last like year and a half because, you know, the job that I left originally for this job that I got laid off from, I was feeling unfulfilled. I wasn't super happy. I wasn't going the way I wanted to, which was really hard for me to kind of process because for a while I was like, I'm never leaving this job. This job's amazing. It's a job I've always wanted. And, you know, over time it just kind of shifted. I just kind of had to take a step back and realize that my job is not my identity. It doesn't like define me and it's not my entire life. And, you know, for a lot of people, their job, like you said, it's scary to think about how much time you spend working and they really make it like their identity. And so when you lose that, when it's, especially when it's not your choice, it's really hard to kind of navigate how to deal with that. Absolutely. And, you know, that's something that I try to help people through, which is again, like understanding that like, that job doesn't define you. But again, I understand that like someone like myself, I align my job with my passion. So a lot of the times it was almost, I always joke, like when I was laid off years ago, it was a quick transition, but it was almost like grieving. Like it was almost like someone like passed away. It was that intense for me. And so, you know, I wanted to share that because I don't hear people talk about this, right? I hear people, you know, I got laid off and that's kind of it. They don't talk about how like daunting that is. I was super fortunate that I had a support system that, you know, I had people in my ear constantly being positive. But I really appreciate you sharing that because I know, especially right now, as we kind of continue to enter in a recession and we start to see these mass amounts of layoffs, episodes like this become really, really important for helping people kind of recalibrate and realize they're not alone in this journey. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of taking a pivot, you know, true to form uh, with the platform of Getting Unstuck, you know, we kind of mentioned a lot of different items like debt and layoffs and things that can cause people to be stuck. What are some of those little things when you were feeling like really bad or or, or just unmotivated? Like, what are some of the little things that you find to be helpful, whether or not they're intended to be helpful? I know I have moments where someone will say something to me or I'll read a part of a book and it'll just really help shift my mindset. Like, what are some of the things that kind of help you get unstuck in your life today? 
Yeah. I mean, I'll be totally honest. I really struggle with like motivating myself when I don't feel motivated and kind of like (laughs) bringing myself up (laughs) out of that rut. And, you know, I really struggle with that. I will be totally honest. I'll sit on the couch and watch, you know, Love Island for seven hours straight and just not feel bad about it because sometimes that's what I need to do is just like not think about anything and just kind of relax and do me You know, on top of that, kind of going back to just doing you and doing things that make you happy and that are good for yourself. I find that when I kind of get stuck or I'm feeling unmotivated that I don't take care of myself and maybe I'll like, you know, I go to yoga a couple of times a week. Maybe I'll stop going to yoga or like I'll cancel a class. And that just really like makes me think, why am I doing that? You know, why am I not taking care of myself when this is probably the time that I need it the most? And so really trying to keep myself positive and motivated and not stopping doing the things that make me happy, falling behind on household stuff and, you know, just things that I feel like a clean house makes me a happier person. And when I'm not motivated, I don't want to clean the house. I don't want to do laundry. So it's just really hard to kind of keep yourself going when you're feeling like that. But I find that when I do push through and keep doing those things that make me happy and doing the self-care and all of that, it really turns out to be much better than, you know, just ignoring everything and not taking care of myself. That's a wonderful answer and, and very helpful one too, because I think, again, you kind of level set with people. Like we understand we're like, we're human and we're going to go through those times. Where we don't feel like doing anything and that's okay. And also I laughed because uh, my wife's obsessed with Love Island and I've, that's become like, the show that I love. Uh, we're actually getting married in two and a half weeks, and Head and Heart is one of the uh, songs that will be playing at the reception. It's the intro song. Oh my god, that's awesome! Uh, which is, which is, thank you. I appreciate that. But I, I that made me chuckle because absolutely, like you know, I pop on a good Netflix show. Um, I like to play on my phone. Like I like to just like do nothing and just kind of be. And so I just wanted to send a message out there. Like, yes, you should be looking for roles. Like, yes, you should be motivated, but it shouldn't be everything. And that was a really important thing that you mentioned. I always give people at the end of here, just a second to share anything that maybe they didn't get to share during the episode. Um, Is there anything that you want to share? Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that I wanted to share was just to kind of tell people, like I mentioned earlier, having debt does not make you a bad person. It doesn't define you. You're not alone. There's so many other people that are in your same situation and dealing with the same, you know, anxieties or stresses that you have about your finances. So you're not alone. And there are tons of resources out there, like my page and other pages on, you know, Instagram. And I learned so much on TikTok. So, you know, it's just finding those resources and, you know, really coming up with a plan to get rid of that debt and, you know, figure out what works best for your situation. So, yeah, awesome. that's what I've got. Thank you so much, Tara. I appreciate you coming on. And for folks that want to connect with Tara, we'll definitely have all of her links below, including her link tree. Thank you so much. I appreciate you sharing your story. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for listening to the Unstucked podcast. Visit us at unstucked.com and follow us on TikTok at Unstucked.